Metu Netter, Volume 4, The Asarian Resurrection, The Initiate's Daily Meditation Guide, Part 2, Chapter 6, beginning on page 111. Work to be performed March 21st to April 20th in the Northern Hemisphere, Southern Hemisphere, September 21st to October 20th. The law of Asar, the first netter of the pout. We experience the influence of the netter Asar as the desire for oneness with others and the peace and security that comes from it. This desire can only be satisfied through the law of Asar. The goal of Asar's law is to nurture peace and oneness with all through the understanding and experience that oneness is a fact of the universe. Yourself is unperceivable. It was said in the last chapter that there are two fundamental aspects of man's being. One is unperceivable, amen, and the other perceivable, thoughts, mind, emotion, sensations, the physical body. This duality of being extends to all aspects of our being in different ways. We will consider here how it applies to man's identity, the self. Yourself, who what you are, the part of being that is represented by the I in your being, your true identity is unperceivable like the spirit. On one hand, you experience yourself as consciousness, an inner reality, and on the other hand, you experience the other aspect of your being. We will call it your person, as that which you are conscious of. It must be emphasized in your experience of yourself as consciousness. I am emphatically stating that you are not conscious but consciousness itself. The latter would posit consciousness as something that you poses while the former, the truth is that you are consciousness itself. This is one of the most critical understandings in spirituality and the ability to live it as a paramount to the realization of your divinity. Ausar was the name given to the self the consciousness that is the true identity of God and man. It is the divine within man's being. Let's begin with the fact that the majority of people identify the perceivable aspects of their being, their thoughts, emotions, sensations, and the physical body as themselves. The word self must be restricted to denote man's identity, and it represents that which is the consciousness in man's being. You are that which perceives the activities doing on in the mind, the emotions and the physical body, but you cannot perceive yourself the source of the perceptive ability. The reason for this was stated earlier. There is no energy or matter in the self-consciousness will, thus it cannot be objectified. That is, it cannot manifest itself in any perceivable manner.
Alsar, the self, the seer, 1,100a. Seeing is the chief faculty of man and was therefore selected to represent consciousness, the self. This is the thinking that led the ancient Egyptians to the hieroglyph representation of Asar. The images do not represent phenom- phen- The images do not resent, represent phone, phonemes. They make up a metaphoric statement. The eye speaks for itself. The other figure, which represents Auset, needs an in-depth explanation, which will be given later on in this chapter, and then the chapter of Auset, Man's Faculty of Transcendence. The self has two roles, one passive and the other active consciousness and will and will respectively. The spiritual lesson regarding consciousness resides in the fact that we must identify only with the act of perceiving and never with the things perceived, thoughts, emotions, the body and sensations. Lack of spiritual training will cause people to identify with the perceivable aspects of being, causing them to live by the lower nature, which is the cause of all of the problems in the world. Alsar, the self, was meant to be the initiator of all that happens in man's life. You were meant to be the initiator of all events in your life, and while you might think that you know that, and that you have been doing that all your life, you need to pay very close attention to the following. First of all, the self, Ausar, is devoid of energy and matter and is therefore, like Amen, peaceful by nature. There is no energy in it to manifest any sensation or emotion. Thus, if you, if your behavior, thinking, and life wants have been controlled or highly determined by sensations, sensuality, passions, and emotions, it was not originated by you, but by the lower part of your spirit, the animal human. It is only after you have mastered the peace that you can claim to be living from the point of view of the self, the divine within you, Asar, the self can only be experienced. After the knee-jerking, sensational, emotional responses to situations and challenges in life have been silenced, within the balance of heaven and earth, of course. As the initiator of all that happens in your life, Asar is the source of all that is good. This is just another way of saying that when you have eliminated all of the energies, emotions, and sensations, that interfere with peace upon which depends clarity of perception and reasoning, you will be able to clearly and correctly see the proper things that you should want in life and the correct stages that tactics to adopt. The spirit, Ra, must be kept in a state of peace in order for it to project the correct way to consciousness. You must keep in mind that since the self is devoid of matter, it cannot store information Thus, it depends on the spirit for the information it needs. The spirit cannot oblige if it is kept in a state of energy imbalance led by emotions and sensations. Asar oneness with God. 
with all. Religions agree that in that they stress the oneness of man with God as a precondition for the good life, but disagree on how the union can be attained. Atheists stress oneness with the universe as if it is an entity existing in and of itself and gives no means of establishing the connection. Success promoters work out a mix work out of a mixed bag. On one hand, they gullibly talk of the oneness with God and on the other, they attribute success to efficient mind management. Surprisingly, the latter are closer to the truth and to morality as they do not violate their injunction to oneness with the promotion of the destruction of other people and their lives. It is simple. Yes, you must manage your mind very, very well. And this is what this book is about. Success in this endeavor is half the source for success in life. The other is provided by God. No matter how well your mind works, no matter how powerful you have made your life force, you will not be able to affect others to assist you beyond a certain limit, yet you will need their help to achieve your goals. In the same way that members of a species congregate on earth and form a community for mutual assistance, so is there a need for man to unite with God. Your union with God will take place when all of your spiritual faculties are manifesting their laws in your mind. The most important task that you have, therefore, as the seer, is to see to it that all of your thoughts, emotions, and actions portray you as the likeness of God in the world. The statement that man was made in the image and likeness of God must be manifested in your daily life. You will receive clear directions for seeing yourself as the likeness of God throughout this book. Do you look like God when you are angry, afraid, or do you look like a human? And how does that differ from an animal? The three aspects of Asar. What Asar signifies has given nothing but vexation to Egyptologists due to the fact that the word has different yet related denotations. One, it represents the self-consciousness and will of the supreme being. As such, it was called Ausaris in the book of knowing the transformations of Ra. Two, it represents the incarnation of the supreme being self, consciousness in man, the firstborn child of heaven, Newt, and earth, Jeb. As such, it is the self of man. It is you. Three, it represents the spiritual vehicle of consciousness and manifests itself as conscience. Incidentally, we must take note that conscience is an objective reality operating within the subjective realm of man's mind. This is evidenced by the fact that we have no control over its pronouncements and the fact that it can only act as a teacher of righteousness and judge of our conduct through its objective status. These three aspects of Asar, which were documented as early as 2350 BC in the Holy Pyramid scriptures of King Unaz, 
last king of the fifth dynasty, found their way into Christianity as the father. Asar, the consciousness of Godhead of the Supreme Being, the son, the incarnation of Supreme Being's consciousness in Jesus as the teacher in his first coming and as judge in the second. The fact that you, the consciousness aspect of your being, are the same consciousness as the consciousness of the Supreme Being is derived from the fact that there is no energy matter in consciousness and cannot therefore be divided or multiplied. This is the foundation of oneness of man with God. Quote man with God. It is not merely a quote likeness, but quote sameness. Every man, woman, and child is the child that is one with the Father. The reality finds its application in everyday life in your realization that you are and have always been divine being. Why don't you know that or know it in a concrete and detailed manner? The answer goes back once more again to the nature of the self It is devoid of energy and matter and therefore cannot store information. You do not and cannot have any information stored in the consciousness part of your being. You must rely on the information that has been developed in the mental division of your spirit and reflected to you. In the early part of your spiritual career, what appears in it is a set of thoughts that portray you as a human slash animal being. It is the purpose of true religion and spirituality to change that. What in the Western world has become known as conscience was called the Ka, spiritual vehicle of Asar, and in many literary passages dealing with the judgment of the deceased, the initiate, it was simply referred to as Asar. Conscience as the divine teacher in its demise. 1 101a. Unless a person's brain has been damaged, no one has to tell a mature person that it is wrong to cause harm or loss to another man or animal for the simple fact that the person's consciousness will let him or her know. And it is common consciousness that every, quote, every man should follow his conscience. A statement that presumes the conscious always admonishes us to do the right thing. On the other hand, history testifies to the fact that the majority of men throughout the ages have not listened to the voice of conscience. They have opted to follow the lower part of their being, the human animal, to the determine of the world. This rejection of conscience, the Ka of Alsar, or of Ausar was expressed in the comedic spirituality literature as the killing of Ausar by his brother, Sek, symbol of the human aspect of man's being. We must take note of the fact that Ausar as consciousness cannot be killed. There is no energy or matter in it to to permit change. Conscious as a vehicle, a spiritual form, like all objects, on the other hand, can suffer transformations. Of course, in a way, the death of conscious will affect the viability of consciousness given that the former is the vehicle of the latter. Conscious must be resurrected to the self 
to express its divine role in the world. The resurrection of conscious of Ausar and the judgment of the dead. If you are not living as a divine being, as an Ausar, you are not living. You are merely existing at best, or worse, you are on the path to death. The dissolution of your personal spiritual vehicles after the death of your physical body. Either way, you are dead as conceived by the ancient Egyptians. It is imperative for you to make it to the highest priority to restore the life of your conscious and the divine role of your consciousness. The resurrection of Ausar. It is then and only thus that you can become the master of your divinity and this is what it is meant to have a life. The ancient Egyptians, as detailed earlier, left a complete and effective system for the realization of divinity. It entails, one, the self-consciousness agreeing its mind and will to be judged by its ka, conscious using the eleven laws of the spirit, the pout neturu, as the standard of being. It is actually a redundancy. The self has no choice but to abide by the laws of the spirit, given that the latter is the vehicle of manifestation. A boat must obey the laws of water. A plane must obey the laws of air and gravity, and so on. A. Note that it is the Ka of Ausar, conscious, that plays the role of judge of the dead, the mind and will of man that has not yet become divine. 2. Once the mind and the will are found to be in compliance with the laws of the spirit, the self will be able to manifest its will unimpeded in the world. Oneness with all with God. 1:102a. We turn now to the greatest challenge to the realization of oneness with all. It is easy to say that you are one with God and with people that you love, but what about the people that have transgressed against you, especially in the worst way? What is the effect of you concluding that they are your enemy? The solution is twofold. One has to do with the logic of our oneness with all and with God, and the other with the spirit raw. If we declare that someone is our enemy or that we view their opposition to our interests as being opposed to us, then we cease to be one with them, and thus with God, as no one can be an enemy to God. If we keep in mind that the highest manifestation of our divinity is the reclaiming of the original state of peace of the spirit, a peace that nothing can disturb them, then transgressions of others can cause no suffering, must be embraced as genuine opportunities for the development of our ability to manifest and maintain peace and joy, the state of happiness, in the face of challenges further in the face of challenges. Furthermore, this, the ultimate state of divinity, will grant us the means of spirituality, protecting ourselves from the injustices of others. It is as the saying goes, quote, the silver lining in the cloud. Balancing heaven and earth and outside. 1 colon 103a. Again, we must not make the mistake that many would be spiritual masters have made. 
The earthly needs of, quote, man must not be compromised for her spiritual needs. The spiritual evolutionary impulse to oneness with all must not ignore the fact that rule breakers may need to be restrained and punished by the law of man. It is not always the case that we should turn the other cheek or offer the robber the shirt off our backs. If you were to come home and find that a man was raping your wife, would you not offer him your daughter? There would be no violation of the law of oneness regarding the necessary actions that you would have to take in the situation, even if it meant killing him. And here ends the reading on page 120.